Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Wow, Matt, fellow adventurers. We are back with Sir Crowkington. And we are going to return to Proving Grounds 4, the Troll Hunter. And now we've got all these snares to get past. So we can... Pursue that staff-wielded man and rescue Drig and his other hunters. Before, if there's even anything left of them to rescue. Anyway, this part is called The Web. We begin. Your steady but cautious pace along the wide, mostly level cave, cave passage slows to a halt as you approach what can only be something your staff-wielding foe has left to block your pursuit. A crackling field of energy in the likeness of a large spider web stretches from one side of the passage to the other. Doesn't appear to be any way around this menacing obstacle. I've got options. I could use Arcania to figure out what it is. I can use Gating. I could use Telekinesis to push it aside with my mind. Or I could just whack it by fighting through the web then. I'm going to use a Carnia. Succeeded. 64 experience to Arcania. You put your magical ability and your mastery of Arcania's use. After much toil, you were able to effectively weaken the power of the magical snare with a, with a clever counterspell. You set in... You step into the crackling web of energy in a frenzied assault, but much to your surprise, the magical snare takes on a life of its own and counters your attack. It's a web of energy. I assume it's weaker because of this arcanu I've done. Begin combat. The crackling web of energy attempts to envelop you. Well, at least we don't have to worry about any energy spider. Or at least I hope not. Because that... Would probably be, uh... Well, actually, I shouldn't mind. <laughs> You're stopped by a powerful energy attack for 14 damage. Another one for some damage. Didn't read how much. Anyway, it's slain. 38 experience. With a faint hiss, the web of energy suddenly dissipates. You remain poised, half expecting it to return. But after several moments, you relax your guard. And prepare to continue on your way. Having successfully gotten past the web of energy, he once again set off along the passage, wondering what new dangers lurk in the gloom ahead. And that is the end of this scenario, the 32 experience to general. And that was a very short scenario indeed. Which is why there's so many of them. Next part is the arm. Begin. Your progress along the passage ahead is halted as a horrifying sight emerges from the gloom ahead. You take two steps back and assume a defensive stance as the detached, floating arm, its gloved hand brandishing an axe, straight, streaks out of the shadows and bears down on you, wing, swinging its weapon wildly. Now, is this just magically conjured from somewhere? 
Or did someone take someone's arm and enchant it? I mean, it could happen. I guess it would be a sort of necromancy, would it? If you take chop an arm off and then animate it? I guess so. Who knows? Who knows? Anyway, I can use archery, illusion, or just attack it. I'm going to use illusion this time. It succeeded. 64 XP to illusion. An illusion of yourself appears next to you, and the hand slows its approach, apparently confused by the sudden duplication of its target. Wasting no time, you leap forward and attack your ghastly foe. The, the hand quickly counters your attack, wielding its axe with an alarmingly high level of skill. It's an axe-wielding arm. Let us begin combat. The floating arm hacks at you with the axe and does a savage blow for 15 damage. And I stab with my stabber. It does another savage blow for... 9 damage. I did a masterful stab which raises my MR by 18. That's just something that happens sometimes. It doesn't really affect anything that because it was already plus 3. Anyway, it is slain. 22 XP. No sooner have you finished off the arm, a second one flies out of the gloom and attacks. Now look, if there are two of you, you should have attacked at once. I mean, you'd still be defeated, but I mean, come on, at least try. Begin, try, try to show some tactics and strategy. Begin combat. The floating arm attacks you with an axe. Savage blow, 13 damage. And then another one for 5 damage. Then one for 8 damage. And then 8 damage. Then 12 damage. Then 9 damage. Lots of savage blows here. Alright, keep going. Savage blow for 12 damage. Keeps hacking. I keep stabbing. At round 19, it is slain. 39 XP. You remain in a battle where he stands for nearly a minute, praying that you've seen the last of the floating arms. When it becomes apparent the assault is at last over, you once again resume your cautious trek along the passage. Hmm. So if we now got someone with no arms... Or was it some sort of magical conjuration? I guess we'll never know. Well, if we find one of our huntsmen is armless, I think we'll know what just happened. But I hope that doesn't happen, because that would suck. You like, you need your arms to do things. Like, scratch your nose, and eat food, and play handball, and elbow people. And put your watch on. And various other things. Like most things. <laughs> 64 experience to general anyway. That finishes this scenario. Lasted a bit longer because I blabbled on. Alright and next up is the wave. A deep rumble suddenly shakes the passage. And you struggle to maintain your step balance. As a towering wave of flame rolls out of the gloom ahead and surges towards you. The wall of fire is nearly half as wide as the passage. And moves from side to side as it closes in on you. It doesn't appear that dodging the 
deadly mass of fire will be an easy, easy path, task. So, I could do that, or I could use magic to help out. I could use elementalism, fortification, or divination. Divination will presumably just tell me exactly where it's going to be, and then I can just stand where it's not going to be. But I know what, elementalism. Succeeded. 64 experience to elementalism. Calling upon your mastery of elementalism, you managed to quell much of the flame wave's fury. The wave, now greatly diminished in size, washes past and disappears into the shadows of the passage behind you. In the wake of the encounter with the wave, you once again set off along the passage, now more determined than ever to discover what awaits you at its eventual end. 64 experience to general. Alright, it's 14 scenarios done in the Troll Hunter. And this is the last part of part 7 called The Wok. And I don't think we'll be fighting Drain the Wok Johnson because that's not the sort of thing that the GM does. And it would just be weird. He doesn't just, you know, ref he, he makes no reference to the real world. Because, I mean, why would you? When then there's the land of Swift, which is so much more fun. The Rock. Begin. Yes. And it's probably not us getting warped to Gibraltar either. You've gone less than a dozen yards when the entire passage begins to shake. Your knees nearly buckle as the floor heaves and large chunks of stone begin to break off the walls and the ceiling. The ear-spattering crack sounds overhead and you look up to find a massive slap of rock pummeling towards you. Well, I guess if, if he's willing to do that, that means th this this path eventually leads to the surface, because otherwise he'd be trapped down here. Alright, I, I could just jump out of the way. I could use destruction, telekinesis, or fortification. They all have an 87% chance of success. I'll use destruction. It succeeded. 128 experience to destruction. You call upon your Neville power. And focus its destructive fury on the falling slab. Almost without a sound, the massive piece of stone crumples into countless tiny particles of rubble that weigh down harmlessly around you. Very nice, very nice. Despite the harrowing events of the last several minutes, you take consolation in the fact the snares that were obviously intended to prevent you from following your unknown enemy have failed. More cautious than ever. Proceed slowly along the passage, steadfastly trailing your deadly foe and searching for any sign of the missing huntsman. Well, let's just hope those arms weren't a sign of them. Because, uh, it'd really suck to lose your arms. Especially if they were used to try and kill your friend. Right, anyway, that finishes this scenario and this part for 256 experience to general. Alright, now on to part 8. The Dome Chamber. 
your mysterious foe is again within sight. Here we go. Having survived the deadly snares, your staff-wielding foe left in his wake, you creep along the cave passage until at last it opens into a large dome chamber. A bright light suddenly flares at the centre of the womb, illuminating a wide area and revealing an intriguing sight. Four men, each clad in chain armour, are engrossed in a heated destruction in the discussion in the middle of the dome chamber. Your eyes are immediately drawn to the man gripping a tall wooden staff. It is the man you've been trailing. The man who transformed into a wolfkin. The man who more than once nearly succeeded in ending your life. The man, man with the staff suddenly turns and faces you. A wicked grin spread across his broad face. The beasts and traps would have been enough to deter even the simplest of fools. He sneers. The man turns away, and the light radiating from the tip of his staff momentarily washes over the faces of the three men next to him. For a brief instant, their features seem more beastly than human, but there was no time to dwell upon the observation. Six dark shapes loop out of the shadows at the edge of the chamber and move into the pool of light cast by the staff. Your heart races as your eyes fall upon the half a dozen large wolfkin. Those ravenous gazes are unnervingly fixed upon you. There, says the man as he extinguishes light. Extinguishes his light and retreats with the others to the far side of the womb. Perhaps a few friends, then, would be to your liking. It was a valiant effort, but a fool's errand, and now he forced my hand. Look, you've been sending Wolfkin at me, at me for about an hour now. It didn't work that time, and it's not going to work this time, even if these ones are a little bit bigger. The four men step into the shadows and are lost from sight. Unfortunately, the six large wolfkin remain. Snarling viciously, the six wolfkin close in around you, their fangs bared, and every fibre of their sinewy forms tensed as they prepare to strike. You quickly assume a defensive stance, your eyes scanning each of the savage wolf creatures in rapid succession seeking any sign that would indicate the makings of an attack. The terrifying howl. One of the wolfkin leaps at you, its clawed hands outstretched as it goes for your throat. And the rest of me as well. Just trying to bite me in half, I guess. Because I'm currently tiny. Begin combat. I'm tiny by default. As the vicious wolf beast tears at you with tooth and claw. And is slain. 12 XP. The second wolfkin launches itself at you, much like the first. You nimbly dodge its leaping strike and adeptly counter with an attack of your own. Ha! You trying to bite me just makes your tongue available for stabbing! They tear at you with, cult, with tooth and claw. Boost will blow for 10 damage and then 11 damage. 
and it is slain. 21 XP. The third wolfkin bounds into melee range, clawing and biting at you as if attempting to strip flesh from bone. You struggle to try to desperately fend off its wabbit attack. It's a wavenous wolfkin. I guess this one wants to beat me even more than the others. Even though that would just end badly for everyone concerned, because I'm pretty sure I'm very, very poisonous. The vicious wolf beast tears you with tooth and claw. I stab with stabby stabber. And it is slain. 38 XP. You take a step back, tumbling over the carcass, littering the ground at your feet. And you're quickly set upon by another of the foul wolf beasts. Begin. Combat. And it tears you with tooth and claw. I stab with my stabby stabber. Ooh! A sudden surge of energy overtakes you, and you lay a barrage of impossibly swift blows upon your enemy, thanks to the quick stab dagger. Quick stab dagger. And that special does 68 damage, because the quick stab dagger is actually got some really good specials. Probably just about equivalent to the shimmering silver sword. Although, no one's really ever analysed that. Something to do, you know. If you want to do a wiki, is just go, I don't know, to the... Probably to the dummies in Tally's trading post. Because they're foes you can fight again and again as often as you need without any, you know, worrying about any weird stuff going on or having to find them and then just do a thousand rounds against them and then you can just see how the spe- how the specials turn up <laughs> something to do something to do anyway they are slain he's slain 70 xp the fifth hawkin wolfkin howls with rage and charges forward swiping at you with his deadly claws it's a savage wolfkin Tears you with tooth and claw. Savage blow, nine damage. Keep going, keep going, keep going, keep going, keep going, keep going, 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 going. It's near death now. Savage blow for eleven damage. That was its last chance, but now it's dead. One hundred and thirty-four XP. XP is getting quite considerable now. The last remaining wolfkin seems to take no heed of the deaths of the others. They rarely do. They rarely do, because um, that would involve programming an entirely new system and really just make the game boring, because usually all you'd have to do is you'd face a group of enemies and then you'll activate a mode for particularly scary killing and then most of them would run away after the first fight. Yeah, okay, that'd be fun once, but it would it would stop being fun about the 50th time. Because you never actually end up fighting more than one foe at a time. And I think it's just something people accept. That in video games, your foes have no sense of self-preservation. They just don't. And if someone actually shows a sense of self-preservation, 
You're probably going to hate them for it. Because you wanted the XP. The delicious XP from eating their heart. The ferocious wolf wolfman circles you slowly, seemingly seeking any opening in your defences. With no desire to delay the inevitable, you feign a lapse in your guard, and, much as expected, your enemy takes a bait. Savagely leaping to bite me in half, it's a savage wolfkin. Tears you with tooth and claw. That just leaves more... That just makes it easier for me to stab you. I did a special for five damage. Anyway, it is slain. Oh, oh and I did another special for five damage. 263 experience. Woo. The floor of the dome chamber is littered with the bloodied remains of the slain wolfkin. He moves to the far side of the womb in search of the four men. They are nowhere to be found. Instead, you discover a tall arch that opens into a broad passage. You're about to step into the passage and resume the pursuit of your enemy and his apparently accomplices when a soft moan from behind reaches your ears. You turn around and are greeted by a sight that's strange and unexpected, but ultimately welcome. Lying in, in a spot formerly occupied by the battered carcasses of the dead wolfkin are the bodies of the six missing hun huntsmen. Only Jurig is missing. You are later to discover the men are all unconscious but otherwise unscathed. Well, that's, that's lucky for me. Because I could have accidentally killed all my friends. Good, good job that apparently when it transforms them, it's an entirely separate body rather than your own body transformed or something like that. Possibly gating is involved. They bear no signs of the brutal combat in which they were just involved. Three of the hunts, huntsmen, Tanvar, Weil and Belkin, have begun to stir. For the first time since you've stepped foot in, in the cave... Your spirit is buoyed by a renewed sense of hope. Despite the elation, you dare not let your guard down yet, because they may still be mind-controlled, even if they're no longer shape-shifted. But usually, bashing someone on the head repeatedly, that helps break mind-control. It's just the walls. The memory of your fight with Tanvar and his possessed state at the mouth of the cave is enough to, enough to make you wear the weight waking huntsman. You are uncertain whether or not the men remain under the control of the same sinister power that that seemed to have taken hold of Tanvar, Wheel, Brecken and presumably the others. The sound of a clawed foot scraping against the cave floor behind you interrupts your thoughts and makes your blood run cold. Alright, and that ends this scenario with 384 experience to general. Yeah, yeah, XP is generally going up as we get closer to the end. Well, not the end. I'm, I'm guessing more the, the climax of the middle part. The end is in part 16. And we're only, well, we've only done part 8 so far. Uh-oh. The beast creeping up from behind you. It's not what you think. 
it's much, much worse. So it's not a wolfkin. So a, a troll, because this snow is all about fighting trolls. This doesn't look good. Is the scenario name. And a comment on what's happening. Begin the scenario. Here's a wee cap. We've just read that, so I don't have to read it again. And now the adventure continues. You spin around, horrified by the sight that greets your eyes. Stalking across the chamber in your direction is perhaps the largest forest troll you've ever seen. The hulking beast unnerves its massive jaws and emits a thundering bellow that reverberates off the cave walls as it strides steadily towards you. Alright, I've got options. I can just fight it. I can use archery, gating, telekinesis or illusion. You know what? Archery. Don't actually use that that often. Succeeded. 32 experience to archery. You notch an arrow and take a quick aim at the striding troll. You release your shot and the feathered shaft plunges into the troll's midsection, lifting a painful bellow from the towering menace. As the troll turns its attention to removing the arrow lodged in its torso, you rush forward and strike the fearsome beast a staggering blow. Stab it in the eye! It doesn't take long for the cold troll to counter your attack. You're now locked in a fight for your very life against this vicious, monstrous predator. Begin combat. Alright, the deadly the troll roars as it stripes it strikes swipes at you with its deadly claws. It also strikes. Alright. I, I do a few specials. And it is slain. Alright, 134 XP. The massive forest troll staggers and then pitches forward. Lying faced, landing face first with a reverberating thump on the cave floor. You step back from its battered carcass and turn to check on the huntsman. To your surprise, Tanvar is sitting up. The master woodsman smiles at you weakly and exhales heavily as he unsteadily attempts to regain his feet. Alright, looks like I stabbed the mind control out of him. A painful moan from behind spins you around, but where the body of the slain troll met lay only moments ago is the prone form of Drig. The troll hunter rolls up onto his back with an obvious discomfort raising himself up onto his elbows. A last bruise on the white side of his face is the only visible mar for the brutal fight that, that sent him sprawling to the ground. Remind me never to cross you, Sir Crokington, he says wily, his voice devoid of his normal resonance. Now, all of that, that was something I'd like to stay clear of in the future. You help Jurek to his feet, and together with Tanvar, you set about waking and helping the other huntsmen to this feat. Alright, looks like we've achieved the main goal, the huntsmen are rescued. So I, I guess, te I mean, we could just go back, go back, back out of the cave, get the rest of the huntsmen, get everyone else, and then we can attack the bad guy. But by the time we do that, he'll probably get away, 
and plan more schemes. So we kind of have to, we have to go after them here and now. Once, once everyone has been revived, Duke toasts Tanva, we, and the others to return to the camp and move the company to a more easily defended spot. He then turns to you and says there is an unfinished business here. Alright, yeah, okay, it's just us two. Okay, fair enough. I mean, he does want to look after his men. And I think we know from experience that they could they don't really last that long when that guy tries to mind control them, so that'd actually probably be more of a liability. I mean not not to be crude, but we saw what happened. They all got mind controlled. Admittedly, Dewey got mind controlled, but he's such a good fighter that that's a risk worth taking. Also, I could just bonk him out again if the worst comes to worse. I'll find you soon enough, he says, turning back to Tanbar. If you cannot find safety, head for South Dawn. Take great care, friends. You don't know, know what you might find back there. Order at South Dawn? Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. When the others has departed, Jirig again turns to you. Tells you that if you choose to remain by his side, you'll be putting yourself in great danger. I'll lay it out for you as plain as I can, he says. But I can't ask this of you, Sir Crokerton. I'll gladly accept your help. Believe me, I will. But I can't ask you for it. You saw a jig that he needn't ask for your help, and that he sh- that he put such talk to an end. He smiles and meets you on the shoulder cross, as a much relieved look passes over his face. Then allow me to. Without warning. Drig slams the palm of his white hand into your shoulder. The staggering force of the unexpected blow sends you sprawling to the floor of the dome chamber as a wide arc of lightning erupts out of the gloom and passes directly through the space occupied by you only a split second ago. His unblinking gaze, fixed on the tall arch, whence the attack came, he draws his sword and with his left hand reaches down and helps you to his to your feet. Okay. 384 experience to general. No way. He probably didn't hit me shoulder. He probably just kicked me aside. Because I am small. I am very small. Okay. Sometimes I forget to rewrite things on the one. But try to remember. Sir Crokerton is a tiny toad. <laughs> Alright. On to part 10. The enemy revealed more than meets the eye is this scenario. Begin. Begin we do. Here's a recap. Alright, uh, yep, the someone's tried to blast with lightning. 
presumably it's the staff wielding man, whoever he is. The snake and the hero, sneers the staff wielding man as he and the three others step back into the chamber, pausing dust beneath the arch. I wonder, does your friend know your true skin, Jirig? Or perhaps you answer more readily to Orzguig? Jirig glares contemptuously at the men. At the men, and tightens his grip. At, at the man, I think it's just man, I don't see any, I didn't hear anything about any other men. And tightens his grip on the hilt of his blade. And you... Hero, snuff, scoffs the unfriendly, but now familiar face. Why don't you ask your friend why he's so effective at hunting and killing trolls? Ah, but perhaps you already know. What, 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 how, how? Well, I guess it's just practice. It's practice, isn't it? It's just practice. It's lots of practice. It's nothing, nothing more than that. It's just practice. I leave, leave her out of this, Jurig says flatly. I know what you want, Osburok. Hmm, wait a minute. Osgurang, Osburok, hmm, is that siblings? Those, those, those names seem to be pretty similar. I can imagine in some families you put the surname first. Something like that. Or is Oz just actually a title? In which case, they're the same culture, at least. As the, ma- the man laughs and leans on his wooden staff, he reaches up and fingers a copper medallion dangling from a chain around his neck. You curiously note that it appears to be half. appears that half the medallion is missing. What I want... Osguark, it's for this insipid veil you hide behind to lift, he growls, holding forth the half-completed medallion at the end of the chain. I carry only half my father's bequest, and it blackens his legacy to know that a murderous snake still holds on to that to which he bears no rightful claim. Give me what is mine, and this ends here and now. What makes you think I even have it, says Jurig, boldly stepping towards the four men. And why would I ever hand it to the likes of you? Wait, okay. Okay, they're they're siblings. Okay, they're pretty sure they're siblings. You were always... A simple fool, sneers the man, letting the medallion drop back against his chest. The other half is bound to you, as this half is bound to me. It cannot be taken from you, unless you will it. While you still draw breath, that is. Jurek glances at you, and then returns his steely glaze to the man called Osbewok, but he does not speak. My patience wears thin, Osgurag, the man continues. Unlike you, I've no desire to spill the blood of our own kin. Through 
to reclaim the honour of my father's legacy. Ah, father's legacy. I will gladly take what I seek from your corpse. Don't doubt my resolve. Brother. Brother. It's confirmed. Alright. Jurig and this guy are brothers. And they are not getting along. They are not getting along at all. And, and this medallion was split between the two of them. And apparently it's very powerful as is. But if it was to be united. It would be crazy powerful. Who knows what he would do with it. So no no we cannot give it to him. Because he, he's all. He, he's just. He's been controlling Wolfkin, kidnapping Huntsman, and who knows what else he's been doing. No, no, we can't have him get the medallion. And since he won't, since he will keep trying until he gets, until he gets it or he dies, I guess we got to kill him. Even if he is Jurek's brother. Noting your sudden interest with the last, with with his last utterance, the staff-wielding man smiles, and again fingers the medallion half hanging from his neck. Cannot yet affect your permanent version, he sneers, returning his stare to Jurig. Perhaps it is time we make things a bit more plain for your friend. A ghostly light erupts from the medallion half and washes over the chamber. You stare in stunned relief as, as, as the instanta- instantaneous and startling transformation that comes over all present, where the four men and Juick stood only moments ago, stand five hawking silver claw trolls. Almost as rapidly as the transformation took place, the ghostly light fades. And the five men once again appear here. Wait, reversion? That means he's going back to being a troll. Jake was a troll at first? And he used a medallion to be a human? Is that it? Is that what's happened? Blimey. Well, that would explain why he's so good at killing trolls. And also why he's so strong and tough. And good at being in the wilds. Anyway, what are Silver Claw Trolls? Silver Claw Trolls. This intelligent and wear-bead of forest troll is not often encountered on Swift these days. These trolls are easily identifiable due to their long and deadly silver-hued claws that protrude from the tips of their fingers and toes. With intelligence on par with humans, these creatures are particularly fierce and dangerous foes. The use of magic by silverclaw trolls is not unheard of. These beasts are also known to possess an innate ability to resist magic. It's believed this ability increases with the troll's age. Hmm, well that'll help Jig out. I mean, does he still keep that when he's human? Who knows, who knows. 
Hmm. I cannot fully affect his reversion with only half of our father's medallion, says Osborag, leaning at you, but no human, that this troll hunter of great renown is nothing more than the cowardly slayer of his own kin. And now, time has at last caught up with he who has waged a disingenuous campaign of terror and murder against his own flesh and blood. Oh, come on. Most of those are just... Those aren't... I think most of the trolls he slays, they're just forest trolls. and They're just... They're not people trolls. They're monster trolls. They're a lower level. Druig scowls and raises his sword, taking another step towards the group of men. Pay him no heed, Sir Crokington, he growls. His claws are soaked with the blood of more humans than you could ever count. I defend the helpless. He hunts them! Although, admittedly, some of your hunting is just for profit. So, I mean, you, you are a little bit grey. He's... He's very black, but just a tiny bit, just a tiny bit grey. Tiny bit grey. Enough. Enough, wars Osborak. Give me what is mine. You have forsaken any claim to it. I won't spill your blood. I don't murder my own kin. But I will see you dead by the hand of those lacking any such compunction. Don't force my hand. A glutteral snarl from behind seems to lend credulence to Osborak's threat. Both you and Dewey turn and behold a group of eight large wolfkin lope into the chamber through the opposite arch. What? Eight. Eight of them. Six of them couldn't deal with me alone. And now I'm with Drig, so you're going to need at least 12 Wolfkin just to be equal. So this, this isn't going to be enough. Build up your Wolfkin. Send them all in in one huge wave. No, actually, well, why am I helping you? Why am I helping you? You're a very stupid person, and that's to my advantage. Yes. The savage creatures draw up to their full fearsome heights and appear to wait their master's command. This fight is mine, Osborak, proclaims Drig. Sir Crokington is to leave here. Unharmed. You will honour that! You suit Drig a decisive glance and draw yourself into a defensive position, making it perfectly clear to all present that you have no intention of going Anywhere. A remorseless coward sneers Osborak. Even facing death, you are a defiant, unrepentant wretch. Kill them. Dewig lunges at Osborak, striking out with his sword, but is intercepted by three men at his opponent's side and hurled to the ground. The eight wolfkin. Charge across the chamber and leap upon you and Drig. 
tearing it to a tooth and claw as Osborak and the others retreat into the gloom beyond the arch. Alright, I'm guessing this is just buying time for you to assemble something truly devastating. Like, lots of silver core trolls and uh, like a gazillion wolfkin. Because that seems to be your problem. Just, hey, you have a problem, just throw wolfkin at it. Just keep throwing wolfkin at it. In the hope that it'll somehow be resolved. Jewig staggers to his feet and presses his back against yours as the two of you struggle to fend off your bloodthirsty assailants. You cry out in pain as one of the wolfkin sinks its fangs deep into your shoulder. Nine stamina, nine damage. With your back firmly pressed against Jewig, you work to counter the, count the vicious attack. Alright, we've got back-to-back -back badass! Large wolfkin. Tears at you with tooth and claw. Stack a couple of savage blows. And it is slain. 22 XP. You quickly find yourself engaged with another of the savage wolf creatures. It's another large wolfkin. Keep going, keep going. Tears at you with tooth and claw. Savage blow. Another savage blow. Savage blow for 14 damage. And slain. 38 XP. One of the remaining wolfkin wakes his deadly claws down across my back. Three, three damage. Stifling agonized scream, you strike out at the vicious beasts and large wolfkin. Savage blow for 11 damage. Keep going, keep going. Another savage blow for 3 damage. Nearly done and slain. 70 XP. You nimbly dodge a pair of swift strikes by the last wolfkin you face before launching an attack of your own. It's a large wolfkin. Tears you with cool proof, proof, tooth and claw. A couple of savage blows in a row. Savage blow for a four and then eight damage. Keep going, then 16 damage. Then nine damage. And then 12 damage, but it is slain. 103 XP. You turn to fire that Jurek has just dispatched the last of the wolfkin he was engaged with. He places his large hand on your shoulder and looks you directly in the eyes. There is no time to explain now, he says, breathing heavily, his face sweet with blood, sweat and grime. You do not have to stand by, Mr Crokington. This fight is not yours. Follow after the others and leave this affair to me. Look, I'm not going to do that. Look, we're friends. Friends help each other out with their with their murderous sibling rivalries. You lock eyes with Jake without uttering a word. Reach out and initiate a shoulder cross. You know, I jump on his shoulder anyway. We, we've, we've figured it out by now. His harsh demeanour softens for a moment and he returns the gesture. Nodding grimly. So be it, he says, turning to face the arch to which Osbuark and the others departed. There's at least one last troll to be hunted. And that finishes this scenario with 128 experience to general. And that also fully heals me, which is handy. Handy with these, because sometimes, just when you think 
Oh no, I'm running out. Oh, the scenario ends and you fully heal. In part 11, in pursuit of Oz Barak. A light at the end of the tunnel. Begin the scenario. This is the wee cap. Of course, of course, this is me. Yeah, yes, of course I'm fighting next to you, Jewig. I've said it about five times by now. And now the adventure continues. You move along the passage beyond the arch, abreast of Jewig, as the three of you set off with hopes of overtaking Osborak and the others. Gradually, the tunnel begins to descend, and within a couple of dozen yards, you find yourself standing at a fork in the passage. Jewig places his hands on his hips, and carefully studies both legs of passage, but appears to be at loss. Make anything of it, Sir Crocodini asks. One's got to be better than the other, I'd wager, so I could go left or right. And there's no way to find out anything about them other than going down them. So, as usual, when I have a choice to make, and there's no real way to... To suggest which one to do. Alright, heads for the top. Tails for the bottom. Flip coins. Alright, I've got... I had a tail. Oh, oh, I don't know what what are heads and tails with that coin. Alright, okay, select coin type. Alright, let's just go... Wait, wait, ah, wait. GB, okay, because I know what heads... Alright, flip, flip a GB. We got our heads, so it's the first one. We're going left. Jig knots. In full agreement with your decision. And the two of you set along, off along the passage to the left. Staying abreast as you advance cautiously throughout through the gloom. You continuously glance back over your shoulder as you go, wary of the fact that something nasty could easily sneak up on you from behind. After several minutes of slow but uneventful progress, the passage widens widens and the ceiling overhead soars to new heights, receding into deep shadows far above. A distant bright dot stabs out of the darkness ahead daylight. You exchange a quick glance with Druig, and the two of you pick up the pace, heading with renewed hope for what you pray is an exit from this dark lair. Suddenly, you are both startled by a sound from above. You look up, and horrified to see six large wolfkin leaping off the high ledge. The sizeable beasts weighing down upon the two of you, apparently intent of crushing you beneath their bulk in the initial outbush. ambush. Alright, picking a number. Bonus of 59. 20 from agility, 19 from luck. Pick now! 153. You nimbly dodge the falling attack and are only grazed by one of the creature's claws as it lands on the cave floor behind you. 6 damage. As a trio of beasts lunge at you, you spot Dewey hacking at the other three with his sword. Whip into them, Sir Crokington! Shouts. The first wolfkin lunges at you, tearing as it tears at your everything. So the large wolfkin. 
Tears you with tooth and claw. It does some savage blows on the way. And it's slain. Well, only one savage blow. 22 XP. With no time to even catch your breath. You find yourself engaged with the second of the large wolf creatures. It's a large wolfkin. Tears you with tooth and claw like all these other wolfkins. And it is slain. Another 22 XP. The third wolfkin bears its fangs and leaps to bite you at half. You fend off its vicious attack and counter with one of your own. It's a large wolfkin. Stabity stab 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 stab. Stabity stab 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 stab. 23 XP. A heavy hand on your shoulder and you turn to find Drig smiling. But nursing a nasty gash on the elbow. The fight brings out the bear. No, wait. Find a hand on your, your back. Oh, whatever. <laughs> the fight brings out best in a gal like you, Sir Crocodile laughs. Now, that was a surprise. Got to be a bit more careful, I say. The two of you quickly head set off towards a distant light, keeping a wary high overhead as you proceed along the remainder of the passage. Alright. You're within 50 yards of the broad cave mouth ahead when a large wolfkin suddenly loops in, looms into view up ahead and moves swiftly to intercept you. Alerted by a sound from behind, you turn to find another of the vicious creatures moving up from the rear, creeping through the shadows as it stealthily closes in. Oh, brother, says Drig in a tone that betrays his fat ease. Which do you want, Sir Crokington? Can't rightly decide for myself. So I can attack. So I can attack the one in front or the one behind. I'll do the one behind. You turn and stride boldly in the direction of the wolfkin moving up from behind. Jurek plants his feet, eagerly awaiting the arrival of the second beast. You don't have to go easy on him, scoffs Jurek. Their fur isn't worth saving from what I can see. So large wolfkin, begin combat. This tears at you with tooth and claw. Savage blow for 8 damage. Keep stabbing, keep stabbing. Savage blow for 18 damage. Then 10 damage. It's nearly, oh, then 9 damage. And then again 9 damage. And better, now it is slain. 39 XP. The death cries of the two... Wolfkin erupt almost simultaneously as you and Drig make short work of your vicious foes, without further delay, and and with no and no ex- without further delay and no exchange words, the two of you rush towards the light of day. You step out of the mouth of the cave and find yourself on the edge of the glassy clearing that is surrounded by a wall of towering firs, standing less than thirty yards from you. The mist of the swaying grass is Ulsbawak and his three armoured cohorts. Your now familiar staff-wielding foe takes a step towards you. An exaggerated scowl, plainly visible even at this distance. I would have been disappointed had you not emerged, he says, barely able to disguise the anger which even now makes his voice tremble. The wolfkin are dispensable, Osgawag. And oddly, and obviously not up to their tasks. Sadly, you too are dispensable.
again, Osbrock repeats his demand that Julie hand over to him the missing half of the medallion. His voice now vacant. His voice now vacant of any semblance of virility. I am not the murderer, Osbrock, shouts Drake. I am not the shape-shifting coward the Saxon slaughters. My heart isn't so black I've never known the compassion of others. You are my brother, Osbrock. Go now, and I will allow you to live. Go now, and never return to these parts. Oh, I will hunt you like the beast you are. Oz, Oz Buak roars with rage and unleashes the verbal tirade at Drig in a glutteral tongue you do not understand, but presumably he does. Drig snarls and responds in the same tongue, his words seemingly, seemingly serving to anger Oz Buak more. He's bilingual. Well, that's another way he's a sexy, sexy man. Then you die, he says, his contemptuous gaze fixed on Jurig. The bodies of Osbarak and the three men standing at his side shudder violently as they undergo a rapid and horrible transformation. In a matter of moments, four hulking silver trolls stand in the midst of the clearing. What sounds to be at least a thousand howls suddenly break out in the forest surrounding the clearing. You spot a large number of dark shapes moving through the trees on all sides. Trig does not appear to be phased. To be at all phased by the transformation. He turns to you as if to gorge his reaction and nods grimly. He then returns his steely gaze to the four trolls. Osbarak, the foremost of the four silver claws, still clutches his wooden staff. The things you see when you don't have your troll bond, says Drig. And that ends this scenario with 256 experience to general. And the next part is, well that'll be part 12 which is the final battle begins, and then it's part 13 underlings, and then part 14 for a hype for the final stand. Now, we're at... We're nearly at 58. We're very close to the hour, so... If we... If we start this bat final battle, we're gonna have to finish when Osbrock is dead. Don't want to stop... Don't want to stop in the middle of something, but... This seems as good a place as anywhere anywhere to stop. So, in the next scenario, we're going to face down Osbarok, his three silver troll companion, silver claw troll companions, and approximately fifteen gazillion gazillion wolfkin. But until then, farewell, fellow adventurers. <laughs>